Hello, welcome. If you don't know me, my name is Lisa and this is my podcast, The Consternation. So what is The Consternation? A consternation is a collective noun from a group of mothers and its dictionary definition is uh, a feeling of anxiety or dismay. Typically it's something unexpected and I feel that could apply to pretty much every day of motherhood. So this podcast is done by myself, a mother, talking to other mothers for mothers. They say it takes a village to raise a child and this is what my village looks like in 2019, I guess. The aims of this podcast, I guess, first of all, to share collective wisdom. I have some incredibly wise friends and family members. They have been such wonderful sources of um, of wisdom and love and support and I really just wanted a way to acknowledge and document that and I guess a little bit selfishly I really wanted a way just to document my experience of motherhood and give myself a way of remembering that I'm not alone in the struggles that I go through as a super quick introduction to me my name's Lisa uh, I live on the Gold Coast in Australia I'm a relatively new mum I say relatively because my daughter Beth has just turned seven months, which I cannot believe. It seems like maybe not yesterday, but uh, maybe last week that she was born and already we're at seven months and I can't believe it. Today's topic, I thought straight off the bat I would go for something challenging and uh, hit mum anxiety, which I like to call mumsiety for a very simple reason. I have a history of um, clinical depression and anxiety diagnosed by a medical professional. I'm not currently medicated. So I really use the word mumsiety as a way to talk about um, normal mum um, stresses and anxiousness. If this discussion rings any alarm bells for you, I really encourage you to check in with your GP, uh, mine has been incredible and very supportive of me and of me not currently wanting to be on medication. Of course, you can hit up Lifeline or Beyond Blue. And I'll talk a little bit more about resources at the end. Um, so I guess my greatest source of mumsiety is Beth hurting herself, in particular now that she's more mobile. Since she hit six months, so in the last five weeks, um, she has decided to come through with two teeth. Uh, she can sit by herself. She's gone from rock and rolling um, to crawling very quickly. She is pulling herself up with increasing ease on all manner of furniture around the house and people. Um, she's getting much better at catching herself if she starts to fall, especially from sitting. Um, she pretty much catches herself every time these days, but... Um, she still does some rather spectacular stacks from standing on an incredibly regular basis. I have found this to be a massive challenge to deal with. While I'm just so immensely proud of her, because developmentally she's reasonably advanced and is already hitting milestones around the 9 or 10 month range, it's caused the return of some of my clinical anxiety symptoms, in particular that just feeling of dread that sets in. I feel like I, I need to catch my breath sometimes when she's standing and leaning on things. 
which of course is is not ideal because it happens so regularly. (laughs) I really don't want to be that mum. I don't want to be a helicopter mum. I don't want to not give her space to take risks or prevent her from learning consequence. But it's it's something that uh, I'm really taking a long time to grapple with. So I guess when she gets hurt uh, and she does that look at me when she's fallen and and her little face crumples and it's almost as if to say, like, why did you let this happen to me, mum? Why have you forsaken me? It almost causes me physical pain to to watch her kind of go through that. So I was doing some reading and preparing for this and I came across a blog comment that really resonated with me. To kind of paraphrase it, essentially we have safeguards in life or types of insurance for most of our valuables, but we don't have any such thing for our children who are in fact infinitely more valuable than any tangible asset that we own. So I hear you ask, what have you done, Lisa, to try and deal with this? To start with, I spoke to my husband, Clinton. He is much more relaxed about this than I am. He found a a funny padded helmet um, that you can buy for this exact purpose. We ended up deciding against buying it, but it really made me feel much better and the photos were very cute and hilarious. So it definitely kind of helped me feel a little bit more relaxed and, and kind of poke fun at my insecurity a little bit. Obviously, exposure therapy. As Beth's primary carer, I see her stack it on a daily basis. So, you know, with each time that it happens, really trying to, I guess, talk myself through it and say, she's okay, everything's fine, it's just a bruise, uh, and really try and convince myself of that, even if I feel like it's not the truth, so that she doesn't pick up on it. And one of the other things was just chatting to some of my mum friends who have reassured me that what I'm going through is definitely normal, that they've had their own little battles with these kinds of things throughout their journey of motherhood, but that it's, it's definitely a, a normal thing that I'm, I'm experiencing. So in thinking of that, in thinking of mum's anxiety, I thought I would ask some of the members of my village what made you anxious during motherhood, uh, particularly with, with young kids, and what helped resolve some of your mum's anxiety? Here's my mum, Gail. She has myself and my younger brother. Well, when, you, when you're a new mum, you sort of worry about everything, I think. You know, are they sleeping properly? Have I put the child in the right position so that it can breathe? And especially when you do a little one time, put you in the bed and you swiggle down the bottom of the bed somehow and, and you weren't at the top. You just about have a heart attack that you're not there when you're at the top of the bed, you know, where you'd been left. So that kind of new mum anxiety, when did you feel like that went away? Probably once you've had the child for a while and you sort of get used to what you have to do because it's all trial by error with your first child. You know, you, you try things, you don't know because you've never done it before. So, well, the first baby's a guinea pig, really. You know, <laughs> you know better with the second one. You could also hear the dulcet tones of Beth cooing at her nana in that one. Here's my friend Jess. Her daughter is 13 months. 
My biggest anxiety at the moment is my daughter running away and running onto the road. And even now, she's running, <laughs> she's running away. So yeah, having to have eyes on her all the time because she won't sit in a high chair anymore. She won't just stay still. And I wanted to explore, but it's um, exhausting. And it makes my heart, my heart pound now as she's walking towards the road. <laughs> Come back. And so back what here. have you done to try and mitigate the anxiety? Oh, um, I try and sit in cafes at places that have a bench seat at the back because she will sit on one of those. So she's less likely to run away. Um, I'm trying to teach her about not going on the road, but that's been completely unsuccessful up to now. Um, <laughs> I'm just hoping it's a phase. She'll get through it and she'll. I'll be. The anxiety will hopefully fade like my other anxieties. Oh. <laughs> but then there's something else around the corner, hey? Yeah. There's always something. There's always something. Here's my sister in law, Kylie. Her eldest, Kaylin, is five, and her youngest is Cohen, who's five months. Kylie has had clinical anxiety and postnatal depression with both kids, for which she's taken medication. Going out to the shops when he was just a newborn was incredibly nerve-wracking because I used to worry about if he started crying and how I would get him to stop crying. So I used to worry a lot about what other people used to think. With Cohen, my second, he hates being in the pram anyway, so he does cry quite a bit. Because when he gets crying and hysterical, it feels chaotic. Yeah, I guess I just didn't like the feeling of having him screaming for like my own sanity. But having been on medication now, I don't feel like that anymore when going out with him. As um, in it's not a concern what others think anymore? Yeah, I don't really care what other people think of him screaming and crying in the, in the pram. So I did see a counsellor quite a while. And did you feel like that helped? Yeah, it definitely helps to unpack things. Because sometimes, you know, there's other stuff that you're holding in mm -hmm. that you don't realise is impacting your life. So definitely talk to a counsellor definitely helped. I mean, aside from medication earlier, is there anything that you've done differently this time where you've gone, things are okay, I'm okay, I've got this, I know what I'm doing? I've got to be honest, like, Kaylin and Cohen are so different. I guess for me, it's not so much about saying, oh, that happened before, I know what I'm doing. The difference in child, I think, right. which makes it easier. Thank you so much to Mum, Kylie and Jess for their words of wisdom. I guess before closing, I just thought that I would talk about when mumsiety isn't actually mumsiety and is actually closer to anxiety, as in the clinical anxiety. I asked Kylie about when she knew that her mumsiety was getting out of control. like how I spoke to Kaylin. I was very quick to anger as well. And I think feeling like that impacted how I was talking. I don't know, it's not very nice. Did you hear yourself at some points and kind of get surprised at what came out? Yes. And that you felt like it didn't sound like you? Yes. And it was so uncontrollable. That feeling of a lack of control that Kylie identified comes up in several of the symptoms that Beyond Blue have identified as being things to be on the lookout for. So if mumsiety is in fact not mumsiety, um, you would have an anxiety or fear that interrupts your thoughts and interferes with daily tasks. 
panic attacks or outbursts of extreme fear and panic that are overwhelming and feel difficult to bring under control. There would be anxiety and worries that keep coming into your mind and are difficult to stop. Constantly feeling irritable, restless or on edge. Having tense muscles, a tight chest and heart palpitations. Finding it difficult to relax or taking a long time to fall asleep at night. An anxiety or fear that stops you going out with your baby or that leads you to check in on your baby constantly. I mentioned before that my sister-in-law, Kylie, has taken medication to help her with her postnatal anxiety. And I thought I'd ask her about the impact that that's had on her. Being on the medication, it helps me to relax my thoughts and not be so concerned if something's not right. So I had like a thing with washing Cohen's bottles. Like I had to wash them by like a certain time, like in the morning, and I had to wash them by a certain time at night. And if I didn't, I would worry what would happen. Obviously, nothing would happen. Yeah. I guess, yeah, that that feeling of not having them washed made me really anxious, which is really silly. But now that I'm on the medication, I don't have that obsessive thought, that feeling, I have to do this, I have to do this. It really relaxes my mindset and doesn't make me obsess on things. So I guess, aside from checking in with your doc... Uh, I'd really encourage you to check out the Healthy Families website, which I found while actually doing some reading to prep for this podcast. I found some really great resources, like quick tests to check your anxiety levels and lots of advice for all different age ranges. And I will certainly be um, trawling my way through this website. Um, So you can hit it at healthyfamilies.beyondblue.org.au. There's also PANDA, which is the Perinatal Anxiety and Depression Australia website, which has a free national helpline on 1300 726 306. And there's also the online community mumspace.com.au. In particular, the PANDA website had some great resources for dads as well, who can often get forgotten in the mumsiety. But really when I'm talking about mumsiety, it's any primary carer, so mumsiety, nanziety, dadsiety, whatever you'd like to call it, the anxiety that comes with, with raising a little person. And that's it. Podcast number one done and dusted. I'm not sure how regularly I'm going to do this, but I do already have some other topics in my back pocket. So as soon as I have a chance, or I guess depending on how long this takes me to cut and polish will depend on how often I do this Uh, I want to thank you so much for uh, spending some time with me thank you for listening Uh, if there is anyone out there you can send feedback if you have any to consternation.podcast at gmail.com and you can also um, comment on my Instagram which is the same consternation.podcast again thank you so much and I'll see you next time